Well, Laugh Now, Die Later. Raw's podcast. <laughs> Craziest podcast. Your favorite podcast because we speak the truth but nothing but the truth. And uh, today, before we get to, before, uh, before, uh, it, it, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to lean to it as, as to my best ability. But Rest in Peace, Bonto. I don't, I, I mean, I could sit here and like talk for hours and I could say so much. But to my preference, I like to just, when I'm alone, to like think, just to live over and over the memories that we had. I don't have as many as I would like. But I do have a lot in there special. He was the greatest, like, he's the most OGLA dude. So humble. And he changed my life. It's so random, but I like to, uh, uh, this is a reference that comes to mind. Kelly Dewitt, the famous artist, he, like, did, he wrote it for Nirvana. And that doesn't make him, and that doesn't, like, you know, that didn't make him. He did his own thing. But, like, that's a cool, like, you know, kind of, like, badge that you have. Like, you walk, it's like, oh, I, I kind of did that. And to me, like, I will always have that. Like, I work with Sponto. I went riding with Chaka and Sponto, you know what I mean? Like, that will always, like, be like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't want to sit here and cry and, and like, cause I know he will live on forever. I know people remember him and I know, you know what I mean? Like I, I the way I see it is like, he was kind of like this large persona and he, he carried a bunch of people with him. And I was just kind of like the pinky and, and like, and you know that he just like, he, he, he like just let me be a part of, I showed up, I did all that. The way like he has so much power and carries so much people about people and Towards the end of his life, I met him. I met the, the prime of his life. And I guess I, I, I'm just, I'm lucky that at my age, I'm the age of his son. And like he's treated me like a friend and didn't treat me like as like, oh, you're like, you know, you're smaller. It's just being a humble dude. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have no no right way to put it. And I've thought about this, about saying, about talking to him on the podcast. And I can't think of the right word, the right way just to like show how much I love him and how much he changed my life and how much it will for oh it will forever stick with me. I guess that's the best way to put it. I think that I think I mean nail on the head for sure because I I believe that you know the the way you honor him and remember him and the way that you did it yesterday. You know I wasn't there. Uh, that's the way you you uh, celebrate someone's life. Of course, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I don't want to get into like the whole like the the stages of grief and whatever because we all deal with grief differently. We all do, you know, whether it's sadness or depression or whatever. And some people say there's like twelve stages or whatever. I don't think that's true. No, whatever you whatever you're going through, that's that's your grief. That's your stage, straight up. How you deal with it is in private, right? Like that's however you go through it. Whether it's uh, you know you cry or you you smile happy, you you smile at uh, you know moments that you had that are you know or inspirational moments that make you smile all those things are part of the grief and the acceptance of the loss of someone that is important to you uh, but the honoring of life is something that we do wholeheartedly with our chest. It's something that, you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna say it loud and proud, and, and be it, you know, we're gonna celebrate life. And even though there might be some tears involved, we don't hold back. When uh, I mean, look at it, like you know, when a when a sports team wins like a championship, what do they do? They have a parade. It's kind of the same thing when we do with like someone that we really appreciate and someone who really influenced us or, you know, uh, we do the same thing. We have a parade and, you know, and whether that's small or big or whatever, it's not the point. The point is, is that we're honoring that life. And I think that that just is the telltale sign of that. How many people were affected by that, by, by that person? Um, 
I mean, I, I, I've, I've been in the same room with them. I, I've met them a few times, never really had a conversation. I'm usually, even though I'm loud and obnoxious and I, you know, but usually I keep to myself, you know, yeah. I, 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 I never want to like all the attention. I think sometimes when you're in the, when you're in the presence of some people like that, uh, it's, it's good to be, you know, not be the loudest person in the room because other people are creative like they, they themselves are they can just walk into a room and you know you're like oh shit like that's that's crazy like yeah. they're here chilling and it could be the most random place or whatever it could be a taco truck it could be at wherever you know or a show or whatever or uh, the most random bar you know you're just like what like oh they, they get down like that too it makes you it, it's not I want to use the word humble it's a real like eye to eye opener where it's like oh they're not just doing things because it's a product or it's a brand or whatever. They themselves are what you're supporting, right? So whatever they put out, you're like, I mean, again, I mean, not to have a spicy take, people have every right to see if people if something's not authentic. Yeah. We see, especially being in Los Angeles where we are, there's a lot of people who come in here and they want to make it. I totally get it. You know, they, they wanted to have that dream and, you know, the fear of missing out of like, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to be the best DJ or I'm going to have the, the best fucking clothing line. I'm going to do collabs with whoever. Actor? That's a, that's I've met someone. I'm like, wow, that's real. Yeah. Like, you're really moving to L.A. to be an actor. It's fucking crazy. Like, and, and, and the reality is, is like, yo, dude, everybody's trying to make it in somehow, some way. Everyone is. And just because you don't make it all the way to the top doesn't negate the fact that you're you tried it's good that you tried but it's like the intent people could sniff it out you could sniff it out because you're just like oh this is all posture this is all what what is the missing thing right you could teach someone how to play guitar this is the riff you know you steal from a negative approach and whatever and you're like oh i'm gonna or you know i'm gonna take all my influences and i'm just gonna do my own thing you could learn all that technique and be fucking precise practice every day but if there's no passion behind it... I mean, you could take guitar lessons, but if you listen to a record and learn how the power chords, you could write a better record than the one who learned, who has guitar lessons. Absolutely. And you could sniff that out. You could totally tell that. You're like, hey, you know what? No past judgment. That's cool. You're up there doing, you know, the carbon copy of whatever. You're like, I mean, you know, think of all the essential blueprints where everyone, you know, tried, everybody tried to be No Warning Part 2. Everybody tried to be Terror Part 2. But there's only one Terror. There's only one No Warning. But... That's okay, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know I mean? I like a certain sound, like, even the bands that I've jammed in, I'm like, oh yeah, we definitely are ripping off what we like. Yeah. But it's like, do you want to be the first, or do you just want to be the carbon copy of Or like, uh, what's his name, Bo, Bo from Harm's Way, one time said, it's like, you could copy as much as you want musically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that, you could write the same fucking riffs, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? The same, the same, uh, what's it called, the same bridges, whatever. Right. Who are you? Exactly. What do you have to represent? What do you? Where, where are you from? What do you? You know what I mean? That's my, my favorite band of all time, or at least well, at the moment. But I would like to say for a while it's gonna be Trash Talk, sure. Just because, and it's like, and it, and I didn't see them in their prime, et cetera, et cetera. I just saw them recently, and I'm like, but the way, like, the way what they represent of like, like we're a punk hardcore band through and through. But we're over here. We're not gonna like you know what I mean. Like we're we're over here. You know what I mean. We're building our own little corner. We're putting our own shows. Like it's like all that about them. I'm like that's what I am. That's what I. You know what I mean. That's right. what like it's like you you don't you know I could go on and on and how the, I found out about Tim Butcher, I mean Winston, right. Alexander Spit, Tyler Bradbury, uh, Matt McCormick, Matt McCormick. You know what I mean. Like all all these artists and all the. Um, 
Derek Sharklar, aka the devil, dude. The, shout out to the devil. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I met that foot and I was like, holy shit, this guy's intense. But anyways, like all these dudes who like do different things, I'm like, oh, these like trash talk is that? Like they right. they are, you know, Luis. Even Luis is like, you know, like like they are they're they're a collective that's. At the end of the day, like same soul, same heart, I guess, and similar. You know what I mean? Similar. You know what I mean? Like, but correct. I I I, I was around when like when tra- I mean one of the first SOS booking shows I ever went to was like in 2005, and Trash Talk was headlining. 2005? Yeah, I was two. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know. I, I I've interviewed. I didn't remember that was. Damn, that's what it was. It was uh, it was them, Ludax, and uh, Ceremony. Ceremony. But, tries, but, yeah. but they came down, you know, together and uh, and um, and those bands. Still hold like ceremony is still like yeah it holds up for sure no like I yeah. banged that shit with my, like dude I've done so many crazy shit like with ceremony playing in the background you know what I mean like yeah. me and my girlfriend like my girlfriend I think loves trash talk but like I think she loves ceremony more right and like the like she's like dude we like like I told the story before and I just I guess I'll say it again just because like it's out in the air but like dude like one time her job was doing her dirty and we're like fuck this like they fired her or whatever we stole some money and we're like fuck it we're gonna play. and then we just played a ceremony I was driving away like shit like that where it's like it's like like that, that that ceremony and trash talk. I I, I could go on for it, but it's, like I, I, I bang that shit. Like it's just like you know in my chest. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I I agree with you. I think that when they came in, you know, and again at that time, you know, I was, you know, and nobody needs a Gorilla Biscuits part two, but there is. There's like eighteen different. There's versions. a yeah, more. Yeah. I think Gorilla Biscuits is one of the bands with the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm sure Trash Talk probably enjoys that, but they don't want to do that. Yeah, they didn't want to do that. They probably listen to the most grimiest fucking punk rock. And Some grindcore in there. Grindcore, you know, power violence, whatever. Made it their own. And I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, we all like, I, I, I believe in, like, you know, drum and bass is drum and bass. And, you know, um, hip-hop is hip-hop. And, the, you know, indie rock is indie rock. And you, all the things that we bring to it to make it a little bit, you know, folkier or more harder or more aggressive or more metal or whatever. The lyrical content, you know, the... All that goes into what you create because you're bringing that all together. And I think sometimes that's what makes it unique. Because even though we're all, like I said, we're all taking from the same, our influences, right? Uh, But when we put our own spin on it because we're passionate about it, that's what makes it what it is, right? And uh, uh, I learned that at at an early age. Uh, Not to backtrack on, you know, talking about my history, but basically... We'll get into it, but I want to keep this going. Yeah, I think that like... You know, you start realizing like, oh, this works here and this works here. And there's nothing wrong with people trying to bridge things. There isn't. There isn't. Like, I think, but uh, you have to understand that some things just won't work. And and it's sniffed out. Well, like ceremony. Like, sure, their music is fast, chaotic. And then they did the whole, you know, then they switched off. switched up, yeah. When you see them live, it's this sound. But I'm like, dude, Ross... I like shout out to Lee. I told him many, many times. He got me into like reading. I wasn't. I was like. I was like. I hate. I was like. Why would I read? Then he's like. No. Like this. You could read about stuff you like. I'm like. Oh. Re-. And, I, that, and then that's when I learned about Sammy Winston and all that stuff. And then I'm like. Well, I want to read a book. I want to like read poetry. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like. I come from hardcore. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm. I go to hardcore shows. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not going to college. I don't know anything about like poetry and like scholar, like authors and stuff. So what's the first thing I read? I read Ross's poetry. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like it's like this guy writes poetry. This guy wrote wrote a book right. about poetry. This guy has other bands that sound this way. This guy the the recently R R J F like this guy. You know, like there, there's so much more. Yeah, you could go crazy on stage, have a look and play, but it's like the way the reason the reason. 
the reason they're so loved is because you, because they're they're so much more than that. You right. know what I mean? They're right. like Lee. You know what I mean? Like, sure, Trash Talk's crazy. You know, he goes off and does whatever, but it's like. This guy's, you know what I mean? Like this guy's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and then you you see him skateboarding, and then you see him take photos, and you see him do all this stuff. It's like there's a reason these guys are larger than life, and right. their their music will live on. You know what I mean? Like, I think they go 100 percent every every whatever they're doing, if it's photography or if it's writing. You know, there's they're using words or whatever where you're just like fucked. Like you know, like it's it's really hitting the niche where they're not resorting to just the most remedial things. That passion comes out, you know, in skateboarding as well. You know, right? Because you're like using your like your body as a vehicle to like do whatever it is that you want to do and it's like I want to go extra on it not just like you know simple and I think that that's a telltale sign that like they go hard and they're creative at it and we admire it because we're like yo they're fucking hitting all the you know and then like other people will be like oh my god like he's so cool and I'm like like yeah like don't get me wrong like the other cool and they, they're they think but they're not like, like I think the sponsor said it best like you're never in the success room you know what I mean? You're always going to keep working hard and keep doing stuff. And they, like, and, like, again, not that I know exactly how the fuck, you know, they got to where they're at. Sure. But just from, like, studying and, like, looking at the stuff they did in the past, little zines and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, like, these dudes, these dudes always are, like, out of passion doing stuff. Tim Butcher, for example. Yeah, yeah. I never met him. Mm -hmm. But, like, I look at all the bands he did. I'm like, well, he was in this band. Well, he was in that band. Well, he's in, and then, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, I look at, like, uh, like the pressure cassette. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, like, what is this? Like, and then I look at the Hell in a Cell cassette. I'm like, this is all like, like, so like top tier, like hardcore punk, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, it's like, it's like, they don't have to be big. And it's like, and if you ever see a Tim Butcher sticker forever, like I explain to other people because they're like, oh, well, he was in the big one. I'm like, I didn't meet him either. But like the fact that like, the like, it's like, how can I say like the best way to put it? Like he did his shit right. And as someone who never met him, I could see that. You know what I mean? I believe that. Like, I, that, that I, should just. I believe that, you know, in, in the grand scheme of the world, some people don't change the world, but they change their world, your world. And that's what Tim Butcher was. That that's what those people are. Like those people who touch us. Like, you know, and you know, not to sound like dramatic or anything like that. But I think that's the reach that some of these people have. The people that you have love and compassion for, they reached out and touched and changed your world. Sometimes it's even negative, because we can flip that and make it positive for ourselves. But sometimes, I mean, the lasting impressions are always the ones that really, really grab us. You know, especially you know, born and raised and everything else. Like you know, they, it reached out to some people and it hit a nerve and it it it, it, it excited them. And it's you know, so I believe that even though he may not have been in the biggest band in the world or, or anything like that, but the legacy, his legacy, was affecting and touching the people around in his world that affected our world, and it, it manifests itself, right? So the legacy does live on; it is forever. But that's where it goes back to honoring life that we champion that, you know, like uh, I think that going back to, you know, how bands kind of flip things and they change and uh, sometimes we're not on the same page as them. But I believe and this is what went back to me when I started taking photos at shows. I started taking photos at shows like late 90s, 97, 98. And the only reason why I started doing it was because I loved going to punk rock shows and it's crazy. It's chaotic, right? Like, you know, the energy that goes on. Um, how do you tell people that 
that you know how do you how do you explain it to people like people fling their bodies and they you know they they for the reckless abandon of like and they do it multiple times during one song you know it's or multiple or whole set or whatever and sometimes people don't even know the the, the, the band they're just like oh this shit's going off like I'm a fucking mosh of this shit how do you describe that I didn't I, didn't, I wasn't articulate enough to to put the words together to describe that so I wanted to take photos of it and uh, it, it just kind of uh, it made me realize to be present be present and that's if there's anything I could share with anybody and again I'm personally dealing with my own loss with you know that's happened in my life of recently is to be present that's it so I think when bands change up their sound and everything they're being present in what's influencing them now or at that moment it may be different from nine years from now. It may be different 10 years from in the future from now. So same with the literature. You know, sometimes, uh, you, you know, what scares you at 18, probably you laugh at at 21. And what scares you at 30, you probably look at 21 and you're like, oh, that wasn't fucking scary at all. You know what I mean? We're forever evolving. We're forever growing. We're forever, but be present in those moments. And I think that's why I wanted to take photos so much that I did. Um, and now I don't take his photos as much anymore. I'm older. My lower back kills me. Like yeah. I see Dan Rod doing it all the time. I'm like, God bless your soul, man. I don't <laughs> know how the fuck you do it, man. Like, you know, and, but I see that I, when I look back, I try not to live in the past. I try not to, but as a human beings, we do, right? We look at things back when we were kids. We're like, oh, this was, you know, sick or whatever. And same thing goes to five years ago, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I look back and I remember people and individuals that are not around anymore. And it excites me to, to be more present with the people that are in my life now, right? So now you're going to look back at you yourself and be like, all these tools that I learned from people on how to like create design, graffiti, photos, zines, whatever, uh, you're going to apply that to your own perspective. And it's not a letdown if you yourself don't have the same passion and fire as some of those people, but it, it you could still be influenced and use it towards whatever it is that you want to do. That's why I love Luis. I've, learned, I've known Luis, God, fucking 20 years or whatever. And we don't see each other every day. We don't hang out every day. But when we see each other, it's open arms. It's great. Hey, bro, how's it going? We joke about whatever. Um, he's got, one time him and I had a crazy story one time. And he's the only person I know who knows about. Uh, there was a Del Taco that used to be on Santa Monica. No, what? I, I might be wrong. I think it's Santa Monica and Highland. And there used to be like gang fights and prostitute fights and crazy shit and I was like and I made a joke one time and I'm like I was like oh you ever been to the Del Taco over by he's like dude the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life is taking place at that Del Taco and I was like dude this dude knows like it's crazy like it's the history that he, Luis and I have is we're, we're like brothers you know but it's not like that with everyone though right just because you've known someone for a long we were talking about it in the car longevity sometimes it doesn't mean anything to some people and some people it does and uh, like I see I mean I'm not close to Lee obviously hey what's up you know whenever we cross paths it's always open arms and hey what's up and you just keep it going you know sometimes you're not as close as some people even though you've known him for a long time but that's the path of life right and you're going to grow a bond with some people that you're going to be closer with than other people but you'll probably know that other person for like 20 some odd years as well you know and I think that's just the reality of it there's not enough hours in a day there's, yeah. there's not yeah. there's not a fucking enough hours and sometimes yeah. That, yeah. sometimes that could really bum me out because you're like I want to do this I want to do that but that's what I'm saying just be present just be present whatever it is that's why I started doing zines I was uh, so I moved to Glendale in 2012 I was I got divorced 
And Damn, really? Yeah, I got divorced, and uh, it, it just didn't work out between us. But it was that I had lived in the IE for like 18 years, so I was like, you know what? I'm a fucking. I'm working on Amoeba, so I was like, I'm gonna move closer to work, and I had no zero friends in LA. But I was like, you know what? My heart's telling me to go closer. And once I moved out to LA, I started taking more photos, not just at shows and bands, like just people. Doing, I was doing more DJ nights and stuff like that, like you know, clubs, just to get myself active mentally. Because uh, anytime something doesn't work out, you get bumped. Even though you play it off, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm glad I'm, things are moving on. You still process that loss. Everybody does. Yeah. And uh, it, there's nothing worse than uh, having a homie when you're not homies anymore and you see them out and you're like, oh, we're not that close anymore. Mm. You know, that kind of bums you out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But it's just life. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out. Sometimes shit that makes you laugh five years ago, probably you probably don't laugh at now or whatever, you know? And it's yeah. like, that's just the path that life was. So I was ready to like come to LA and just enthrall myself into like just being active, making scenes, meeting, you know, whatever, putting on art show, photography shows, whatever. Uh, I firmly, firmly believe in the do-it-yourself aspect. It's always good to lean on people for like help or, or whatever, but it's like what what you can, what you bring is more important than anyone else just doing it for you, right? Yeah. So I think that that's what I learned was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna process all this, whatever I'm going through, and it's gonna come out. And, and the bands that I'm in, or the, the you know the the, uh, the photo, uh, the zines that I make, or whatever, and um, and you it it makes it unique. It makes it. Um, I think that rather than. Yeah. I, get, I get I get what you mean. I, I I think when you go home and you look at all your stuff, and there's stuff that's like mass produced and barcoded. You know what I mean? Like it's mass produced. You're kind of like that's cool. I own that, but it's the shit that people handmade. You know, whether it's a set list, whether it's a, a zine that someone gave you, or like slaps that people made to honor people that are not around anymore, those are the things you're like, oh, because that's one of one. That was made out of passion. That was made out, and I think now, rather than the, the world's big enough for everything to to exist, right? No, yeah. everything to exist. But sometimes there's competition. Sometimes there's. And, and the reality is is that in the real world not everyone's gonna get along even in a small community of hardcore yeah. and punk not everyone's gonna get along and that's totally fine you know there's, I go into certain rooms there's people who probably don't like me that's okay I don't I don't lose sleep over that you know but we can coexist in the same place because we're passionate about the things that we like I'm not gonna do anybody wrong I'm not saying I'm an innocent person but I'm my intent is not you know uh, to uh, make myself to be high and mighty and perfect and whatever I know I, I'm realization that you know I'm capable of, you know, being a shithead too. But I make a conscious effort to try and not do that. And um, I don't know how I got into that topic right now. Yeah. But I'm just saying... You can only try so much. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I think... I mean, so who the fuck said it? Uh, I think somewhere might have been going to underground. I think, like, but God Stomper one time and, like, no one showed up. But, like, then they played for him and he was moshing. Mm. You know what I mean? I was mm. like, that's fucking crazy. Like, you know what I mean? To, like, the average person, like... I mean, the average person will look into like that's sad. You know what I mean? Right. But I was like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. At this podcast, at some point, I was like, I want people to give a shit so bad. Sure. You know what I mean? But now I look back, I'm like, well, I'm not looking at anyone listen to the podcast. And don't get me wrong, it's been successful to some extent. Right. And that's sick. Right. But I'm like, I like it's like I've I've come to the realization. I'm like, oh, like 
the outside noise is getting to me but in reality at the core of this podcast the reason it's on a phone the reason it's like this because i just want to learn about a person you know what i mean like like it's like like i said i like now that i believe this has some success where like people literally would be like yo you're you're that like it's crazy like people stop me at the market and be like oh yeah you're like it's it's crazy but i'm like oh like this is sick but it's like oh like this like I've realized this is not what I'm after. I'm after like I'm after like actually like if if one person listens to me interview so and so power violence band from like you know what I mean like it's like then so be it. But then if a thousand people listen to me interview like a hardcore band then sick. But like you know what I mean. But it's just like do it for yourself I guess. And I, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I, I've listened to your other. The one namely that comes to mind right away is the Ace one because it was a genuine conversation. Oh, that's crazy, and it's not even posted yet. Yeah, I haven't I didn't post it because of Swanto, but yeah, yeah so I'm posted later on this week. So and, and, that's crazy. And uh, and lit, um, uh, Gina yeah. as well. Like it's just they're, they're conversations, and I think that's what people want to listen to. You know, it's uh, you want to be able to not just cover all the grounds. Like yeah, like I influences and yeah, I listen to Nirvana, and then I bought you know Offspring and whatever. Like yeah. no one wants to hear that fucking story. The other thing I I listen to. I'm not really a podcast guy, but I find myself listening to a lot of podcasts in my office. Yeah. And the question I always I always hear is always like, "Hey, like, how did you get into whatever it is that you got into, whether it's photography or uh, or music or whatever?" And it's always the same stereotypical, you know, whatever. Uh, the most the thing that always gets me that I'm always interested in is what made people want to be more invested into what it is that they're into. Now, if you ask me, how did you get in, you know, what was the turning point in hardcore? I was like, I don't know. I probably went to a, a backyard show in Riverside and it was cool. It was punk, whatever. But when I found myself on a Tuesday watching local hardcore bands, I was like, oh, I'm in this now. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not just excited when Hatebreed comes through. I'm genuinely want to support my, you know, I wouldn't say little, but the scene that I, you know, that is nearest to me. And same for you, right? Like, you know, do you want to interview and talk to the people that are in your, we could say community, I guess, or the people that are, uh, you know, are surrounded around your world. And you, you want to either um, showcase that, show that, you know, these are cool, like you said, give more attention to a power violence band that's totally forgotten about. Has two seven inches and that's it, you yeah. know? And like two comp songs and that's it. But to you, it's worth showcasing. Yeah. It's, it's worth getting it out there. Um, again, I always love being in present, you know, but I think it's always good to show that there's a history. The other thing is, you know, when it comes to punk and hardcore, is the, the, the storyline of it is still being written. Yeah. It's only 40 years old. Yeah. You're, right, you're definitely right. That's crazy, right? And so what's going on today, people are going to talk about 10 years from now. Yeah. Whatever that might be, you know, just the way that you look back at like, uh, you know, what, you know, things that you, you know, um, your backyard shows and whatever, like that's shit that people are going to come up to you about. And you're like, I mean, it might happen. And I'm sure you've thought about it. Someone you probably talk to might not be here next year. There's a possibility of that. Not going with, yeah, 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 yeah. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, it's going to happen. And, yeah, then, yeah. And, then, and then you're going to have that realization of like, oh, man. Like, that was a time and place. I was living presently, talking to them, and you're going to remember that. Yeah. That that eye-to-eye, you know. I have an interview with Sponsor that's never been out. Mm. So, like, that's like, I mean, even if it, I don't end up releasing it, like, that's just gold. Sure. Now, you know what I mean? Like, sure. And it was back then, too. Sure. But, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Hard, I mean, the thing that makes me sad about hardcore is that, like, or, like, music, like, because I think Justice said it like it's all, overall just rock and roll. You know what I mean? There's different versions and there's he guts it though. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah, yeah, he guts it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, like just how metal. Like there was some like group of 
metalheads in Wisconsin in the 80s driving to see fucking Slayer. You know what I mean? Just how now I'm driving to San Diego yesterday to see Mind Force. Yeah. That feeling, yeah. I'm like, it's, uh, it, it makes me sad because I'm like, damn, like, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm the best way to put it, but like, like, there's, you know, with, with, with like all this, it comes, you know, there's bad stuff that comes with the drugs, alcohol, you know, like all these, like sure. other the things that like, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's for fucked up people and, and that's been said, but I feel like time is and, and like drugs, alcohol and all that. It's not killing the rock and roll guy anymore. It's time. Like the Depeche Mode guy. I'm like, damn, like that guy like didn't die of like drugs or anything like this guy like they, like that like guy who like oh i'm gonna wear eyeliner makeup be like you know like have like weird dancing music that's like exotic and gothic -y. that guy like who passed away last year i'm like that that, that it reached the full circle of life it did you know what i mean like, yeah. like like the new wave guy is now like you know i uh, was just the old guy who died of old exactly, age exactly right who at, at that time was like what the like this guy's like mm -hmm. wearing tight pants like eyeliner like you know what i mean is he gay but he's like with girls but what sure like that's all like it's it, androgynous for sure it's 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 a uh, it, it makes you, you you know you're used to those things but when you see it on a grand scale like that 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 reached is like like yeah. uh, how many hardcore dudes are just gonna die of plain old age right where it's like wow like that kid who used to wear like air maxes as like a pride and like the bold shirt or whatever and that kid is still now alive to this day mm. like obviously new generation like that guy is just dying of old age that guy's not dying of the streets or breaking edge or alcohol or all that stuff like mm. that guy's just dying because it reaches full life and that's kind of scary because I'm like I like how you like you're a little bit uh, I mean you start going shows in the 90s but like like Nate Zavala Luis I'm like dude those dudes are like my OGs and they were they were like active 10 years ago mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I'm like these dudes are like yeah they're like you know they're like having better lives and doing better for themselves and all that but I'm like wow like these are OG the fools from like 2005 are already OGs you know what I mean like imagine like the 90s 80s minor threat like Ian McKay like Hunter Rollins like those dudes are like literally like just grandpas you know what I mean like yeah no they, they're it's dad rock yeah is what it is it yeah. just happens to be a little bit faster tone yeah uh, but I agree with you there's there's people that I used to t I've spoken to who are like when Fugazi first came out to, uh, uh, to California they played two shows at Gilman we drove up had no place to stay we slept in our cars and I'm like I, I did that yeah but I did like in 2005 2006 like exactly going to see gold alone or whatever you know like i was you know just meeting up with friends and be like hey we're in santa cruz let's grab pizza together and i'm like yeah let's do it you know like yeah we all they like that and soon i mean i'm old now yeah. but i'm eventually going to be older and i'm going to be <laughs> the grandpa at fucking you know uh coffee bean you know seeing someone wearing a you know harm's way shirt i'll be like oh yeah i remember that too like that that shit's sick you know yeah um yeah i i I, I agree with you. Um, it's just scary. It's just a scary thing. You know what I mean? Like, like for the longest time, rock and roll, punk, hardcore, all metal. Like the thing was alcohol, drugs, depression, suicide. And I'm like, no, it's like a lot of these just live happy lives, and it's just it's time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, which is scary. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, let's talk about your life a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we, we got it. Uh, no, that's cool. Yeah, where are you from? Uh, and how did? Because. You're an encyclopedia, from, from my knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, you know a lot. How does someone, like, why? Is, is it is it obsession? You're just straight up smart and 
have a good memory or it, talk about your childhood and it, how that it's also of- crazy that Chris Kirk was the one who brought it up because that dude knows a lot of fuck like a lot about music that's just crazy like, not, 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 like he's like a madman you know what I mean like he's, like he's also one of the only guys that I see that's not always at like I always see him at events that are not just hardcore and punk related I'm just like oh this dude really really like is everywhere like yeah, it's yeah. so sick uh, so I grew up in Covina I graduated from Northview High School in 97 as soon as I graduated we moved uh, my family and I I have uh, five I'm the oldest of five boys I have four younger brothers we all moved to Upland um, home of Chain of Strength and uh, I, we lived up there I lived up in the IE from uh, 98 till about uh 2011 or so I moved to Glendale in 2012 while I was uh, so that's why my primitive years of going to shows and everything like that from the IE that's why I really claim IE even though I've lived in LA for 11 years I don't claim LA I'm really an IE kid Uh, my parents were going through a separation and a divorce when I was about 9 or 10 and when you're 9 and 10, you're just a sponge. You just start taking in everything, right? Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got super into music. I was oldest. I didn't have any, you know, I wasn't really close to... I was at that age where, like, I don't want to hang out with my little brother, you know? Like, it, you know, whatever. So I got into music. And music pretty much guided me. Uh, you know, whether it was Janet Jackson, Bobby Brown, you know, like, whatever was... Uh, big on the radio at the time to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So, Guns N' Roses was big? It was big at that time, yeah. yeah like, this was late 90s? Or early, 80, early 88, 89. Damn, that's crazy. That long ago? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I watched Guns N' Roses videos like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, we didn't have, I was like, this was obviously 2005, 2006, so there was no internet or my family couldn't afford internet. Yeah. yeah. Or, and we're watching videos, I would watch the music videos all. I remember when I saw Paradise, I, was hitting, yeah. I was like, why does this video look old? Yeah. And I was thinking as a kid, I was like, this looks old. And then I, I asked my dad, I was like, oh, like, when is, is this, like, what is this band? He's like, yeah, this this video is like, this video is old. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So it's crazy to think, like, yeah. that you were present, like, when they were, like, around. Yeah, when, when I, but again, I, I was only into it because that's what was yeah, available yeah. on MTV or the radio or whatever. So when my parents were going through a divorce, I spent, I had insomnia as a little kid. What's insomnia? Uh, I just can't sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you have a hard time sleeping. And you tend to stay up really late. So I was just watching MTV. So I'd watch music videos from The Cure and whatever and stuff like that. And, or Depeche Mode. And Where you were you born? I was born in 79. Oh, shit. Dang, yeah. you're my mom. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I love this. I was like, no, it's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I was getting into like those, like that music, I would go to school and no one else was into it. So it kind of made me feel like, you know what? I'm 10, 9. And I like this shit. It like, sounds, you have a passion for it. Yeah, like, but early on, because as as I was dealing with the separation of my parents, my parents ended up getting back together. Really? Um, yeah. But, That's crazy. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But because I was going through all that, I was, in, I was really, really diving myself into the comfort of music. It, it, again, you know, I wasn't trying to relate to lyrically or anything. It was just music became a, a fun thing. Once I got into, I would say, well, I was like 15, 16, People were like, oh, you know, there's like punk shows that are going on. And I'm like, oh, really? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, like Pennywise is playing or Rancid. And I'm like, what? Like, I can go see that shit? Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, and so I would lie to my parents. They're like, hey, I'm going to stay at Richard's house. I wasn't. I was going to shows. And then we'd come back, like, you know, whatever. We'd go out to Riverside or whatever. How long were your parents divorced for? Uh, no, they were only separated for like about two years. So for two years, you were like really sad? I was. I, w- I was, but like, but here's another thing. I'd, right at that time, I got really into Morrissey. 
Morrissey. I'm crazy into Morrissey. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what was my life? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. But this is all before I discovered Minor Threat and everything else. So I, I got more into like, I, I think at 11, having the emotions that I had, which were mixed and confused, yeah. listening to this music, you know, um, really, really made made me appreciate things a little more. I think you were like early on too, because like eleven, like I feel like my from where I remember eleven, kids, kids at eleven are dumb. I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they even know. I don't think they even like. Yeah, they have emotions, but like, there's no like the connection with your brain and their emotions are not like there. So the, right. fact, so the fact that you like. I think that I think that what it was was I didn't have anybody who who'd ever made fun of me, besides people that I went to school with. They're like, "Oh, you like that music?" Like, I, I was a jock as well. You're a jock? Yeah, dude. I was. I, I used to. I used to play football. I used to wrestle in the off season. I used to run on the soccer team. Just, like, just yeah. So you like you're a bully people too? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I'm like five two. Like, but I mean, you could beat them up. I couldn't. But no, not yeah. at all. I was a softie. I mean, like I said, I was listening to Morrissey. So you're listening to Mor- So you're listening to like. Minor threat, Morrissey, and like, like playing football. So I'm glad you said that because when I heard out of step, that's how I felt. I was like, oh, I'm a jock, but I'm not a jock. Yeah. You know, and I was drinking and doing drugs at the time. So I was like, just doing to be socially like involved as well as like, I would go home and, you know, everyone was listening to whatever was hip, like cool. I wanted to listen to Ghostface and like Raekwon. And they're like, oh, that shit don't bang as hard, like as, you know, everyone, everything else. And I'm like, like what was popular with that? Like, what's something that comes to mind? T- Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, you I, like Tupac? I like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. though. Like, you know, I'm sure you like... Uh, w- w- what's a big band that you like right now? Uh, like, big, big band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big band, High Vis, I guess. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. But there's probably, like, another more niche version of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you're just like, but this is also my shit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was for me. So for everyone that was, you know, that was talking to me about... Whatever it was, I always found myself being like, "Well, you guys don't like quicksand, you don't like okay, helmet? yeah, okay, okay." Yeah. And they were like, "Nah, like I don't we like Weezer. I love Weezer, but you yeah. get what I'm saying." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I started realizing that what I like, I like based upon what I'm enjoying at that particular moment. Because you know, once I discovered Nirvana, I was like, "This is great." And I remember reading in an interview where Kurt said something about, he's like, for every Nirvana, there's 20 other bands doing exactly what we do that you'll never hear about because it's not Nirvana. Yeah. And I was like, what does he mean by that? And he's right. Like, I started listening to Sonic Youth and all these other bands, you know? So music just was something that I could immerse myself in and no one could pass judgment on me. Even if they were just making fun of me, like behind my back, whatever, I didn't care. Like, because as a mechanism of how at a young early age I just got into it you know like um, and it, whether it was metal or hip hop or you know drum and bass I, I love Aphex Twin so like I got into them in, in the mid 90s so yeah. it, it, I mean that's how scary music you know like <laughs> but I loved it yeah. I, I couldn't you know you, no one's driving in the car with five other buddies listening to Aphex Twin no yeah. one is it's a personal thing okay I get you and, I get exactly and that's why I'm like oh I get it like this is this is forming me into being I like what I like black metal like, oh, what? dude, come on. When you play it in the car? Dude, fuck yeah. yeah Are you kidding like, me? Yeah. It's like... The fucking riffage and sounds like it's playing out of a tin can. It's yeah. amazing, yeah. Um, like, depressive, what, a DSB? <coughs> yeah. like, I love that shit. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, going to shows, there's a lot of energy. 
right? Wait, wait, sorry, I want to ask. Do you? So you were doing like? So you were like? You say you were drinking, drinking drugs for the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Did you get deep into it, or was it just like? A, uh, a no, I never really got into uh, deep into it. Uh, but I'm glad you asked that because in my family there was a lot of suicide attempts. There was suicide. Depression runs. Yes, depression runs. Do you have huge depression? Do I? Yeah. Do you feel like you have more depression more than the average person? I do. Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, I. You seem so confident. But again, I think this goes back to the grief thing. Some things we deal with privately. And we yeah. just never say it with fair, our whole heart and yeah, chest. Yeah. I'm not saying like I'm suicidal or anything like that. Do you that. think being smart and like the more you know helps you with depression? Or it doesn't really or, or it doesn't really help? Uh, I, so something that I'm learning because of the loss of my father. And I was reading, I'm reading this book that a friend of mine sent me. And uh, it is basically teaching me that any steps that you learn to how to grieve or, or whatever or whatever mental obstacles that you have, you're never going to get rid of it. You're only going to learn how to balance it. You're only going to learn how to control it. So the more knowledge, the more knowledge, knowledgeable and more smart, I guess, basically a smart person you are, the more you have the capacity to control it. Yeah. I, I'm trying to understand that I, I'm probably never going to defeat my depression, but I'm definitely going to learn how to balance it and deal with it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a podcast I listen to. It's a baseball one. And the first thing he says is, uh, uh, today is going to be better than yesterday. And are the justice isn't always like you're, 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 you are always three days possible away from your best, from your best day of your life. Or something like that. Right. Or like, or like, or even the, like, cause I think just let alone like knowing that depression is a common thing, it's better. That's, that's a win. And I also think that I get it. Some people don't want to talk about it, but it's okay to talk about it if you're comfortable with it. I don't talk about it with a lot of people. And not, not that I'm embarrassed or ashamed of it. I, I, I share everything. I don't have anything to hide. Like, uh, I mean, I I tell that to people all the time. I'm like, I I don't have any private accounts or anything. I don't have anything to hide. Like I'm, Mm. I'm fucking all out there, you know? And, um, I think sometimes if you're comfortable about talking about it and you're willing to like, I think that's better to have that for other people to understand that like, hey, you know what? I'm going through the same thing they are and I probably won't talk to them about it, but at least I know I'm not alone. Because sometimes that goes a long way. And I think that that was my thing why I stopped drinking and doing drugs. Because I was, you know, uh, I just, I was definitely surrounded by an extreme personality in my whole family. My dad used to collect books. I used to, I'd collect music. Everyone else was, you know, doing whatever. I knew that I didn't have any limit in control in drinking or doing drugs. So I had to stop. Or it would have been a stereotypical statistic, whatever. Um, I mean, my brother uh, ended up, my brother Joseph ended up uh, having a heroin addiction. And he was dealing and he was using pills and whatever. So he was he hit rock bottom on some things. And he's still alive? Yeah. Yeah, oh, was Montana. We were just texting each other earlier. Sick. Uh, he's great. He's married. He's got like two cats, two dogs. You know, he's got, you know, a fucking PS5. You know, he's just all kinds he's of crazy. He's better. Yeah, he's way better. He yeah. owns a house. He's married. He owns a house. That's sick. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, I mean, uh, but he, he also recognizes like, oh, there was all these signs that my, you know, what was around me was okay and no one was ever going to say anything about it. And even when it did get to that point, it was too far. And I, I saw that as an example of there's a reason why I went straight edge is because I knew the path that I was headed towards. That's a reason. That's not, you know, I don't pass judgment on people who do whatever. I don't, I'm my own brother, you know. It, it put a rift in our family, but I still love him. 
you know, I still prayed for him and cared about him because I wanted the well. Are you religious? I'm not religious, but I definitely believe in uh, higher power. Higher, yeah, for sure. I mean, Jesus Christ, for sure. There's no denying that at all because I believe in miracles that I've I've seen in my family. I'm not religious. I don't go to church every day. I, you know, I'm, I'm not n nothing like that. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a. Uh, 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 like your stereotypical Christian who is like uh, fuck gay people and all that that's not I feel like every smart person to some extent has to uh, acknowledge the possibility of something out there and I, and I totally believe why people don't believe it. I get it yeah, but it's I like but it's like there's a difference between being like nope there's nothing right. and being like Maybe. It's 50-50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, it. Or like a little 5% of like, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's that, nothing wrong with you. know what I mean? And, but And that's okay. I mean, also the music I listen to and the books I read and whatever are obviously against what I believe in, but I don't let the books I read and the music I listen to dictate who I am. You got to learn how to have an open mind. You, I mean, but, you got, it's, you, you got, but it's also okay to be like, yeah, uh, you know, to, to be against... Whatever it is, Trump supporters, whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel conviction to be like, I don't even want to associate with those people. I don't even want to talk talk to them. I don't want to, you know, uh, have a conversation. Because some people are like, well, you should bridge the gap. If you don't feel like it, fucking don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, I mean, just because you have an open mind doesn't mean you're going to love everything. Right. Like, yeah, like, there's yeah. a difference between like, okay, I know what it is, but like, doesn't mean I'm going to fuck with it. You know I, mean? I also don't believe in selling what I believe yeah. to other people. If you want to talk about it, and we sh you know you want to know the details on it or, or whatever, I could share. It. I have no problem in hiding that. But or like, you mean like having to put your like having to put your beliefs out there, like or what, yeah, do, you yeah, yeah. By, what do you mean by selling your beliefs? A lot of times, people want to convert you to believe what they believe, and I don't believe in that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't believe we can change people's hearts. I, I, I think. I think like who are you? Exactly. Like, or like, like even religious people. Like, it's like I tell it to everyone. It's like if, if someone goes out to you and gives you like, it tells you like, oh, like, like learn the learn the word of Jesus Christ, or whatever. I'm like, if, like it's like there's not their job. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, there's like. There is no rational reason in my head. Maybe like there's reasons, mm -hmm. and maybe it's not the worst reason. Sure, but it's like it's not rational. You know what I mean? Like yeah. same thing with hardcore. It's like why would you go and tell someone like you got to go to a hardcore show? You got to experience it. I mean, it's like what? Like you the, think by you telling them they're gonna be like they're gonna want a two step on an empty night on a Tuesday room? The, uh, Tuesday. the the Twitter discourse in hardcore is always funny for me. Because, I don't even have Twitter, and I don't even want like. But, what, but, what, what is it? The point I'm trying to get to is like. People have a lot of opinions of like photographers should do this or photographers shouldn't do that. Bands should do this. Bands should say this. Bands should us as uh, people who support it. And a lot of people who have these opinions aren't in bands. They don't book shows. They don't take photos. They you know they're just siding with a side. And it's like you can pick a side, man. But it's like if you yourself are not like in the thick of it. You have to understand that you your perspective is an outsider. If you work on something, you realize that everything takes work, so you're automatically less judgmental. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even doing this podcast, it's like, sure, like you could tell me, like, like I've had people want to have this person, want to have that person. Oh, I'm of like, course. Yeah, and then of like, course. and then so when so when I see someone book a show, I'm like, eh, the lineup's mid, but I'm like, okay, but. Like I get It takes work to do something Like a lot of people Just open their phone And it's like Here's a flyer Here's a flyer Here's a flyer Here's a Here's a new record New EP I'm like yeah You don't realize How much this fucking Takes work You may not like it But Right Like So Yeah When when I was uh, When I was um, uh, Let me see In 2003 I started DJing Local uh, I'm I was in, living in IE at the time, so I was DJing, throwing together like parties uh, in Pomona, wherever, you know, or random places that I could find. But I was trying to do all ages because I really felt that like I didn't want to just pander and, and, and push 21 and over bar nights. 
it's just they're cringy there's people who are just you know and especially in the IE it's like you, you go to Folk and Buffalo Wild Wings on Tuesdays and you're gonna try and act like an asshole on Saturday night like I get it dude you're hanging out at Victoria Gardens during the week like come on dude like it's embarrassing right yeah. so I felt why not there's enough people within punk and hardcore who like Joy Division who like uh, New Order or The Cure or whatever and uh, maybe I could do do that you know but also do it in do it yourself because I want to show other people like hey you can like Hatebreed you can also like The Cure too and uh, you know it doesn't always have to just be this social gathering it could be other things so it brings in a lot of the so you have all ages like people dancing I did yeah yeah so is that dangerous not really because well, there's like the under, there's like underage drinking. No, there's like because there's like the thirty year old dude oh, dancing we, with like the and then the sixteen year old girls like just like having fun and then like shit like that. I don't know. So we definitely we definitely I never ran into a situation like that. But we definitely when I say we I'm talking about like our security always kept an eye out for it. Yeah, always we had to. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but see if you're if it's if it's a red flag for you. We thought that too back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because again you want everything to be you know chill so I did that for off and on for a couple of years and then all of a sudden um, uh, Nate took over uh, Aladdin Jr and he's like and I asked him I was like hey can I do a monthly like just give me the third Friday or Saturday of every month and I'll just do uh, a DJ night you know and I'll get uh, Rob from Unbroken and you know you, uh, Dan from uh, Over My Dead Body we'll get some people all together who are hardcore related straight edge dudes whatever and we're gonna throw a big party and sometimes it was hip hop or whatever you know and then people would come out and it was great it, it was it did very very well and I said you know what all the money that we get at the door is donations only at the door but it was always free so if people wanted to donate we would donate it to like an animal shelter or something like that. I would spend $20. I'd go down to like the little, uh, like I would buy a Mexican sweet bread and put it at the door and people could just grab it for free. Like, you know what I mean? Because who wouldn't want something, yeah. you know? So It's just comedian. You know what I mean? Just, like, that's all it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we did that for maybe about six, seven months and every once a month, it, people fucking came out. How much time? I'll tell you right now. So this went on till I would say, uh, so we, we started it like in June or July. We did it all the way till we got to December. And for December, I told Nate, I was like, hey, Nate, I want to do a Christmas party. And I know it sounds cheesy, but like, let's, let, let's get donations of toys. And he's like, sounds great. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. So then literally the week of, he goes, hey, I got an even better idea. Let's do your Christmas party, but I'm going to have bands play. And I was like, dude, if you can fucking swing the band, great. Like, do it. He goes, all right, cool. And, it, you know, he, he did a lot of work behind and he came up with a lineup and it was like Twitching Tongues and a Soul Search and a bunch of, and he called it For the Children. And I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy. I remember talking to Ricky from Soul Search and, and I was like, dude, look at all these fucking skateboards and shit. He was just like, dude, this is so fucking crazy. Because it was in Pomona. We never saw anything like that. You know, we'd always saw it was a bunch of punk and hardcore kids like dancing the Stone Roses and then also fucking moshing, you know? So Nate goes, I think I want to try and do this every year. And then that's when I was like, dude, I, it, it started here. Yeah, like you said, the, all the hard work that goes into it, it became more of a focus for him. And I think what SOS has done with For the Children is insane. It's insane. But it started, it's not how you start, right? It's how you finish. They're not finished, right? But it's how you start. And you're like, oh, it's a humble beginning. It's just, we just, and now it's like people make it a thing to do every year. And it's huge and it's massive. And it's like, and I guess that 
for me, I was like, okay, maybe I need to start doing those kind of things in LA because I was at that time I moved to LA. So I started doing the same thing, but trying to do a do it yourself dance night doesn't really work in LA. Interesting. It just didn't work. But in the IE, I could have done it. But, but because of the time in my life where I was like, oh, I'm going to move to LA and like, you know, change things up for myself, uh, then I just stopped doing DJing altogether. But it was cool that to be there at, like I said, be present, right? It's cool to be at that moment, but it, it just didn't survive and live at that one. The next year got bigger and bigger. It was, I think the second one was like in Huntington Park. Something like that. I don't remember. That would have been crazy if it's true, but I don't know. I don't, dude. I, that would be crazy. I think it was like Take Offense, and I think it was Roddy Now. I don't remember. I honestly do. I'm fucking 145 years old, dude. My mind is, my memory is shot. You, I mean, you, I mean, you're an encyclopedia, and you're older. Like, you, like, I'm pretty sure they got too much knowledge that you. It's, it's yeah, great. You got to save it for the, the but, stuff that needs to be passed on. Yeah. But I think that again, it goes back to what you said. There's so much hard work that goes into laying the foreground of making sure that it goes smooth. That that's where I can see people like Luis and everyone else who like were tour managing or putting on bands or being in bands or, or going on tour or whatever, and all those skills of everything that they it, it, it they apply it today yeah. to whatever it is that they're doing, where they want to mentor, take younger people in and teach them how to like do things. This is how you take photos. This is how you or sometimes it's a challenge for them. They're like, yeah, I want to sing in a band now, or I want to play guitar in a band, or I want to take photography up. Whatever it is, I don't think people like that just stick to one thing. Yeah, they, yeah, let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I wear get. many hats, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so you uh, want to get involved, right. brotherhood? You know, the brotherhood. Uh, how did how did you get into punk or hardcore? Uh, I mean, long story short, my dad's a metalhead. My dad, like, you know, I was listening to Simple Tour Metallica since I was like a fucking kid. You know what I mean? And then from there, I, I have, I've had every phase before I was 18. Okay. I had a black metal phase. I had a deathcore phase. I had a scene phase. Mm -hmm. I had even like small like niche bands phase. Like, I had my Pennywise phase. Hold on, I want the When I was a kid, kid, I would have like a laptop, and every and, like every week I would be have like um this week I'm gonna sit on the way down, this week I'm that's a, I think I want to think of the most niche band like I don't know I had every phase, and then like I mean I feel like when I turned like 19 or in this year 20 like everything kind of came together. So now like on my way I'm listening to like Black Girl Brides, and I'm listening to, like Pretty Boy Floyd, right. then I'm listening to, like Wu Tang, and then I'm listening to, like Sabalba. Right. So it's like literally I've had every phase. To be fair, I think the reason I'm well versed in music as much as I'm not the best. Don't I have a long way to go, and I still want to like learn as much every day. But it was because when I when I was a kid, we we didn't have I have internet until like middle school, and that was recent. You know, well at least for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we didn't have internet, so I, my dad had gave me a they had a swap me DVDs. You know, the bootleg ones. Yeah. With, with like a hundred music videos in it, and I'll watch '80s music videos. So I will have like John Mellencamp and like George Harrison, like Solo Soul, Guns and Roses. That's crazy. Like, and then I would just like go home and then like I would just watch the videos. Yeah. So that's why I also have an eye for like I feel like I have an eye for like visuals, but and then I mean hardcore at some point like I watched a turnstile video. Right. Like I was trying to like look for modern punk bands. I was like because I was like all I knew was like teenage bottle rocket, but like I was like I want real punk. Sure. And then I saw like Freaky Franz and Turnstile Live, and I was like, this guy's wearing Jordans right. and like d playing bass and diving off the stage. And I was like, what is this? And then I found I think there's a hardcore band. I still don't know who it was that I watched a video trapped under ice. I watched videos. 
They didn't go to hardcore shows. Started, saw Stick to Your Guns like in middle school, high school, like mm-hmm. like videos. I saw Nails live when I was when I was in middle school. Uh, uh, no, You'll never be one of us. Came out when I was in middle school, and then I, whatever. Started, uh, went to deathcore shows for like a bit. There was like the metalcore burials counterparts bridge between, and then eventually I saw Terror, seventeen twenty. That I always I've always said that moment. I was like, that's it. That, this is it. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the pivotal moment for you. It was it. I mean, I understand that leading up to it was watching music videos and however it was. I mean, no. Here's here's something. Another thing that I always you know people pass judgment on, and uh, no one came out the womb spin kicking, swinging chains oh, yeah. to the Chromax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one did. Yeah. We all, you know, gained, we all worked our way up to to that point. And people are embarrassed, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I like Invention Unfold. No, I like White Snake. That's I like, totally fine. I like Pierce the Veil. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. You know how many people that I know that are legitimately, I value their opinion, and they're just like, oh my God, dude, Blink is back. It's amazing. I'm like, that band fucking sucks. Blink? But I'm, but I'm happy that you're stoked on it. Oh, okay. Just because it's not for me. Yeah. You think Blink sucks? Yeah, it's terrible. Whoa. That's just dog shit. I think they're like low-key like fucking like so what are geniuses but that's what I'm saying yeah. though it connects with you but not me yeah you know what I mean so therefore whatever whatever might hit me like the band Slint probably hits me the way that probably Blink hits you but that that's what I understand I, I don't talk shit on it I'm just like dude that shit's terrible or like even like the embodiment of like I'm a this like I'm a glam dude through like there's times where like I like I'm like like I think the other day went to tour and I saw this dude like with his wig still like <laughs> old sag like 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 I'm like he just had like like tight shirts still, but I'm like dude, you're old. <coughs> like he was there with his like speaker, like just listening to like so, like LA Gun or something. She's like, yeah. and he's just like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, those are lifers. I respect it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, those are lifers. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. you might be a bum and not the great. Like you know what I mean? Sure. But I was like, I love that show. And it's like, or like my dad, like well, because my dad's that. Like my dad's, like he's he's your age. Yeah. Or like a bit a little oh, older. Gonna be 50 I'm like mm-hmm. He's like Dude I'm not cutting my hair Cause I'm a fucking metalhead That's cool And and he doesn't like hardcore He doesn't like punk that much But when he, he Any band could go and play like Didn't did, Like you know what I mean he'd be like banging his head because he's like and like he doesn't he's not a knowledgeable person in music he's not at all for how long he's been around he just loves like even when I was a kid he'd be like like the circle pit or like he'd be like look at Morbid Angel and like he wouldn't know he probably can't name a Morbid Angel track if he wanted to just because he's Mexican so he doesn't know English but like when he sees like dun 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 you know what I mean like the dude's like you know what I mean like just playing it like he gets so geeked and I think that breeded onto me isn't that isn't there something to be said about Latins who are just so loyal to, and, and particularly certain music, whether it's goth, whether it's new wave or punk or metal, and I'm just like, yo, you guys are fucking lifers, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's like like it's like because they they a lot. One thing people don't realize, like, like here I'm like, yo, people love Chalino. Like, you go to a hardcore show, like people are playing Chalino. In Me- in Mexico, if you're a metal and you say Chalino, that's frowned upon. Yeah. That's a, like that's like you're a, you're like fake. You're not one of us. Mm-hmm. Like like. The, here, here's a random fact There's a guy named Charlie Montana Okay Who's like So there's like layers to music right like, Mana is like Popular rock Like what we call for like Rich people You know what I mean and then there's Oh like, yeah 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 there's like middle Like Soe Panda Which is like Just teenagers high school Or like people that, Like middle class listening Then there's like What I call beaner rock Okay Where it's like Straight up like Poor like People like like But like they're like Dressed all rock Or like El Aragon And all that yeah. stuff 
And there, and then there's a guy named Charlie Montana where he his most popular song was called, fuck, what's it called? Oh, rock and rollero, vaquero rock and rollero. And the song was based, the song is so horrible, it's so it's so garbage. But like it was so popular. But like the song is about him talking shit about like oh like the song is literally him talking as the song is playing and it's just like. Well, you're wearing you're wearing a Metallica shirt and you're dancing to a Mexican song. That's embarrassing. You know what sure. I mean? Like, sure. But like, you know, these the, that dude like died like old, old right. hair like like you know like like uh, what's it called though when they spike it up like oh I'm like, dude, respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. like like and you know what I mean? Like I guess that's. I I, I mean I, again I. I I think that some I don't think everything needs to blend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everything does. Not every, you know, metal riff needs to have like a or an auto-tune rapper over it or whatever and vice versa. Like not every sad emo song needs to have like the most saddest lyrics or whatever. I mean, just some things need to be what they are and uh because it's authentic. Like de- like demo core bands, like hardcore, like Jim Butcher bands, Hell yeah. in a Cell. Yeah, it's crazy. Dun, dun. It's like it's like what's the what's the line is like kiss my ass and go to hell. Like it's just that's it. You know what I mean? Like, like who cares? Like, sure, it's been priced out a bunch of times, but like, who cares? Like, just say the. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're not safe. You know what I mean? Like, all these like all these songs. Like, just say the fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rival mob. Oh yeah. Fucking love the absolutely. Rival. You know yeah. what I mean? Like tough love, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Friendly freaks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I think in you know, again, you're getting into things, however they come to you, and at whatever time. It may not hit you today, but you might be listening to it again three years from now, and you're like, "Oh, this shit hits way different." Yeah, you know, yeah. like you're not—I wouldn't say your palate, but maybe where you're at at that point in your life, you're just like, because I'm sure there's probably things that you saw. You probably listen to some things that are deathcore, and you're like, "Oh my god, this still hit fucking yeah. hits." Oh but no, there's some, or there's some things like, that don't. Yeah, I'm like, "This is how the fuck did I like this?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and then, that's okay though. Yeah. Everyone likes to pretend like as though like they got the fucking perfect playlist. Yeah. I mean, I see it every year, man. People post their fucking Spotify rap, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, you you know you're always spouting about you know being you know support your scene and blah 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 and you're over here listening to fucking Dewey Lipa. I like Dewey Lipa, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You know it's okay. Yeah. We all like what we like. There's there shouldn't be, you shouldn't be embarrassed of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing goes back to like what we we're saying or what I was saying about how like um, with your whole chest, you know, like honoring life. You know, they're honoring people in your life that are important to you. Don't ever be ashamed of that. And yeah. I think sometimes people are a little like, you know, like, oh, okay, we get it, dude. Like, you lost somebody. And it's like, no, man, that's your avenue to, like, whether it's spray painting it on a wall, whether it's making a zine, whether it's doing a whole showcase of whatever, de- de- dedicating a whole record, you know, uh, to someone that, you know, touched your life or whatever. Some people do that with movies, art, whatever. Music's art, right? Music's art, just like movies and just like uh, photography and actual, you know, painting, artistry. Um, there isn't It's not a sport There's never going to be The best Right Like Art Can have so many different It, it can come from So many places It can It, it can come from It can be influenced Or motivated by Sadness Happiness Anger Or uh, you know Pissed off Or whatever I mean You listen to Rage Against the Machine You're like Yo they're fucking pissed, you know, lyrically, and they're putting it all together and trying to educate you and brighten your mind. And some people, you know, they just want to listen to pop punk and, you know, whatever. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think that the art of music, uh, you can sense whether or not, eh, they're just, they're editing all their photos to look a certain way because that's the way it's supposed to look. But how do you want it? How do you capture it? How do you do it, you know? Yeah, same thing was writing music or lyrics or scraping. Dude, I used to, I was, so I was never a tagger. 
but early on when I was like 12, 13, I was a little skate. I, I wasn't a skater, but I had a little skateboard. And we used to get around and ride on the bus. We'd ride, we would ride all over the bus, you yeah. know? We weren't very good, but we did. And I was like, oh, I get it. But if I, the way I write now, just the way I write is different from back then because it's changed. My letters have changed and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I get it, you know? I'm not a writer at all. I do write. You know, Tim Butcher Forever Everywhere and Rally Gale. And I, I read those everywhere, you know. I, I do. Um, but uh, you start realizing, like, oh, like, the way that you write li- things or lyrics or, or even your podcast, it's probably going to change five years from now. Yeah. It might not even be around five years yeah. from now. You might bring it back in five years. And you're going to be like, oh, this is what I want to do now or what I don't want to talk about or what I do want to talk about or whatever. Like, things, it's art. Right. Things, uh, things evolve. Your art will, but your art will live on forever. That's kind of you know what I mean. Like if if it's if it's genuine, you know, not all, not all not all art is genuine and will live on forever. I mean that's but, but that's the thing. It's not about it's not well, for me personally. Okay, I I, I I guess I have to make that stipulation. Is like now I understand like I can't change the world, but I could change my world. Yeah, and and I want people in my world to know like. I remember this person and I love this person and I care about this person. I'm not as scared or I'm not ashamed to talk about depression. I'm not ashamed to talk about that I was divorced or anything like that. I don't have any embarrassment of that I graduated with a D average high school, you know, diploma. Uh, high school? All. Yeah. I never went to college. Oh, really? No. Like, I just, I was just a fucking, I've been working in record stores like my whole life. People look down upon that shit. I, I mean, I, I barely graduated high school. I think that, I think that, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that maybe in my generation now, it was like oh. a heavy thing. Like That's I, true. That's very like, true. Like I said, like yeah. my parents were like, you know, we want you to speak eloquently and don't know Spanish. Like you got to know English because that's what's going to make it in this world and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well. Do your parents like, did that, would that cause a strife with your parents? I, I, because I, uh, yeah, it did. But I mean, after a point, I just got over it. I mean, my girlfriend speaks Spanish. It's fine. She can order. No, no, like not the language, like the not going to school. Like, did it look kind of funny? It okay. did. Yeah, it did. So early on, I would. So when I was about twelve or thirteen, I had expressed to my family that, that I wanted to be, I wanted to work in children's services, uh, being like a counselor for uh, troubled kids. Uh, so because of uh, my uncle passed away, he committed suicide when I was about fourteen, fifteen. Um, I would say. Those events really made me look into what happens to these kids. They just get thrusted into, you know, children's services and they get forgotten about them. The the state puts them in homes and whatever. And and then you start hearing all the horror stories of what they go through and what, you know, for them, they just foster them because it's a paycheck and whatever. And it's like, well, I'm like, this is nurtured young life. You know, so I really wanted to do that. And I expressed that to like my counselor and my parents. And they were like, absolutely not. Really? There's no money to be made in that bubble. And I was like, well, I don't really don't care about the money. And they're like, well, it's easy for you to say now because you don't pay bills and et cetera. And it was just never encouraged. So I was really angry about that. So then that's why I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go to school at all. I'm not going to. I'm just going to do whatever Fern wants to do. Go to hardcore shows and blah, blah, blah. And take photos and whatever. And I think that what, uh, because my brothers got older and whatever, I think I started mentoring younger people around me. I was, I'm always the oldest around all the friends that I have. Um, you know, whether it's helping them out because they're going through a hard time or they need a place to stay. I've had friends 
you know, I've had whole bands sleep in my living room. I have a friend staying with us right now. You know, like I, I'm all, I always open my house and uh, or my household to people because I know what it's like to feel like uh, I'm not welcome to somewhere. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard for some people because, you know, you, you work, you bust your ass, you want to do things. And then all of a sudden the rug gets pulled right under you and you have no idea why. So you're upside down and the last thing you have to worry about is where are you going to sleep or where am I going to, how am I going to get to work? It fucks up some people, you know, it throws off your daily one day and two days and three days. And next thing you know, you're fucking weeks into like just trying to balance life in general. And how, how can someone survive on that? If that's happening to young kids, fuck, dude. I mean, honestly, dude, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. When I found out or, like, about the whole, like, kids in cages and, like, the people that are like, coming over, I was, I was fucking crying watching the TV. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like, but it made me realize, oh, you did, that's been going on for years. Yeah. And now you're just realizing it? Yeah. So I was like, fuck. Like, it made me realize, like, hey, I do need to be more aware of things, right? So, um... You can't abolish the government, but, you know, like, helping... Yeah, like, like I get exactly what you mean. You can't change the world, and that's, uh... Oh, sorry, just... That's okay. Trying to see how much... All right. No, but it's... I don't know. Like, I mean, like, it goes back to music. Like, Tim Butcher, like, I never met him. And I'm just, like... Like, again, someone who I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, have no recollection. The only reason I ever knew who he was because stickers on you know sure sure you know what I mean and probably one of them was yours sure and I'm here talking to you you know what I mean but, I, like, you know what I mean like but the crazy thing is is like now people are going to talk to you and ask you what it was like I was like actually I was going yeah I was, do, I was going to do, do you get what I'm saying there's a picture of uh, Tim Butcher it might be on his IG or something like him like playing guitar and it's a, he has a spider ghost shirt oh yeah 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 and I'm like and sometimes I'm like oh, I don't want to be like already like like too much kiss house or like it's like I didn't know him, you know what I mean? I can't be like I'm not gonna I, I I'm never gonna be like, oh I knew him or like different from you who like met him. But I'm like there's I mean like I feel like it's important that like that like I tell my friends about like Spider Ghost Press Gang and I tell my friends about like pressure. Uh Hell in a cell. You know what I mean? Like like not as uh not as like I'm like oh I knew him or anything. It's more of like like I don't know, like like I like this. I genuinely like this. Whether this was something I I found this on the internet or I found this on just like through sure. other, you know what I mean? Like I like this, and I want people to know. And I look at that picture. I'm like, that's a moment in time. Mm -hmm. Like 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 that's a really a moment in time. Sure. One day, like don't get me wrong. Like one day, maybe Zabalba needs Zabalba SOS would. No, not going not soon or anything. But like one day, maybe they're not gonna be here, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like 50. I'm be like. It's about SOS booking. Like, you know, people, like, saw the shows, but, like, I want you to know who Nate was. I want you to know who Luis was. I want you to, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's why I say being present is so important. And, it, again, this has nothing, this is not a straight-edge talk. Yeah. So I've talked to numerous people who have told me, you know, have told me, like, yeah, I saw, you know, this band or whatever. And I was like, what was it like? And they're like, I don't fucking remember. I, I, was, I was too high. Ooh, and I, okay. and I was like, I'm so fucking goddamn jealous that you had that opportunity and you just but I'm not mad at them I'm just jealous because I'm a fan yeah. so that's why for me being present uh, I didn't know Sammy Winston personally we have I have emails with him exchanging you know through Tumblr and through like Instagram I mean uh, uh, Twitter and uh, emails 
and uh, because of the, it's a small world, you know. And uh, he, you know, he was a graffiti writer. He was a hardcore kid. Um, and uh, the, fam- did, the did, famous floor punch, dude, photo. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know? Uh, did zines, and um, I, I have a bunch of them still. And it's crazy because like I realized, oh, like this is kind of what I want. The hat that I want to wear is where you know, yes. and, and all this, you know, oh, and yeah. so. I didn't know him personally, but in a working way, I was very inspired. And, and in talking with them, I was like, "Oh, this guy's like a this guy's really serious about the stuff that he does." And it made me be like, I could be lollygagging and just be whatever about it, or I could be like him who gets shit done. And then you know, and then you know, even with Tim, did he did a zine Black Dog or whatever? I followed Minus on a tour one time, and I was taking photos of him like eating pizza and whatever, just like normal shit. And I asked myself, I was like, why was I fucking, why was I taking photos of the, you know? And I'm like, oh, I look back at it now. I'm like, now I know why, because it was, it was a present time and place. Like I look back at it now, and I'm like, I, I. But at the time, I was just like, this is, I don't know why I'm photographing the most random things. And now I look back at it, and I'm like, oh, so I could tell you, because you know, if you're 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 just what was you know you know did he really like Oingo Boingo and fucking Duran Duran and shit like I was like yeah he did you know as well as writing the hardest fucking riffs you know possible and um I made a whole playlist one time of uh it's uh Tim Butcher Forever and it's basically every text and message or whatever that we had where we just talked about bands and it's like the craziest it's like so send me it yeah send it to me it's got like sleep on it it's got like fucking rancid it's got like fucking Black Sabbath and it's got like Oingo Boingo send it to me is it on Spotify yeah Yeah, send it it to me me, on his birthday every year I post it and it's crazy because again Riley would always he's like dude that's so fucking crazy because him and I would talk about this and I'm like dude it's so crazy he was like a hardcore fan for whatever it is but again that's just me being not ashamed to share you know the relationship that I had he was at my wedding you know what I mean like you know we, we knew each other for a, a long time the first time I saw him he was in this band called Lead by Example and I think Sam Boston was in the band and um, I, I cannot find a fucking song about Lead by Example yeah it's, so um, they, they gave me a website that was some old website. I tried to look for it, but it didn't come out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, there's someone I can ask who might be able to have it, and they covered Gorilla Biscuits at, at SOS Project, which is the the spot that uh, Nate would book. And I was just like, Yo, I don't know who this band is. And he's like, Fern. And I was like, Oh shit, it's Tim. Like, you know, I got introduced to him uh, through through some Valley kids. And because I'm an IE kid, so when I was driving out for shows, he was like still in high school, and obviously I'm older, so I didn't really know him like that. And then when I said, he's like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, you're in this band?" He's like, "Yeah, we got asked to play." He's like, "You know, what about Tim Riley, Sammy? Because those are the big three names that always come to mind. Yeah. Well, the big three names that are pushed the hardest, I guess. You know, not not just to anybody else. You know what I mean, uh, what about or maybe Tim specifically? What about Tim? You think, like, again, no big band, like, no, I mean, no, like, you know, like, like, uh, what, I, what I call a top 40 hardcore band. Like, what about him? Stadium like, hardcore. Yeah, stadium hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> what about him? Like, what about, what makes someone like him live on forever? It's a very good question. Like, um, uh, I, I think my answer is a little biased because we had a personal relationship. Can I share what, what I've, what I've yeah. recollected just from asking yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. So when I was in, uh, when I was in Seattle, when I met Jensen from Iron Lung, I just, I randomly asked him, I was like, do you need Tim? You know what I mean? Because I, I was listening to like a bunch of minus. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, I met him in Korea. 
And I was like, I was like and I was like, we like he lives in Seattle, I guess Tim lives in California, but they and they met on the other side of the world in Korea, and that like I I was processing that, like that alone, I was like, wow, like hardcore. Like that's crazy. Like you met in another part of the world where you're just like, you could drive to Seattle, like, and you know what I mean. But it's like you met him in Korea. And he's like, yeah, he was living there. And I was like, what? Like, how the fuck does someone like just live, move to Korea and then come back? Yeah, he just he decided to go over there and like. How does this like that in my head? I was I like, what? I was like, I know. Like, is that possible? Like, because I always like thought of like, yeah, you could. Like, the idea of moving is crazy for me. Like the idea, let alone like like, and then that like whatever. Yeah. Is it, it, it not to go yeah. off topic? Is it because you're close to your family or like you're you're LA or like is is that why it's hard to we're imagine? Poor. We're poor. We gotcha. grew up poor. You okay. know what I mean? Like I. So you live within your means. Yeah, yeah. Like I. Gotcha. We never left anywhere. Okay. I left California for the first time in my life last year to see tsunami and pull your cart. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I never like it's like that was like crazy. You know what I mean? Like I like that was crazy. Like, and then let alone just like, I don't know, just being like I'm gonna move. You know what I mean? But then I asked more questions. Like yeah, like he was nice. And then I have, I've asked Matt Trejo. I've asked. I've asked a bunch of people that I can't remember Just like I'll be like Oh what, what, what You know what I mean They're like Oh Alexander Spit He's like Dude this guy was So nice And not in a like uh, What's the best? I don't want to say like But not in like What I've been told I quote Not in a bitchy way Like And it's just like a nice Genuine soul Right And then I asked Matt um, Sound from Mortal Wound He's like Yeah like He could just like Go in any circle Talk to anybody You yeah. know Talk to the metal Talk to the punk Talk to the freaks Talk to the You know what I mean Like right. And I was like I don't know, like, I just, like, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I'm like, how does someone, like... So, when, um... I'll tell you this, this, this... So, when we found out that he was in the hospital, and, uh, uh, it wasn't far from where... It was, uh, it wasn't far from where I lived in Glendale. And, uh, everyone was like, hey, like, we're going over to the hospital, like, you know, he's on life support. And, uh, you know, the, you know, just go to the, the desk... And I remember when I arrived, I went with a friend of mine, Winston, and I was really, really like, you know, it was hard, but you have the perspective like he's going to come out of it, it's going to be okay. And then uh, it just got a little more bleak after two or three days, right? Because you know, it's just the reports are coming back, like, hey, like, we, we you know, we're going to do some tests and et cetera, and the details of like, hey, like, it doesn't look too promising, but you're still not losing hope. You still go and, you know, and uh, so I remember. Um, the first night that we were there, we came back the next day and we went to the desk and the girl goes, hey, were you, were you guys here with every, the people that came in last night? I was like, no, I don't, I don't know anything about that. And they were like, oh yeah, some guys came. And then we showed up, we went upstairs and they were like, yeah, Trash Talk found out that he was in the hospital. So they drove all night, came in, went after visiting hours and just hung out in the cafeteria and went one by one to go visit him. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, like, you know, so I was like, oh shit, like this is crazy. So after like, I would say like the, after a week, it was like a good week, I showed up and Big Brian from uh, Zabalba oh. was there. And he goes, dude, you will not believe what the fucking guy at the desk, it might've been a lady, that the guy at the desk said to me. And I was like, what? He goes, I, I showed up and they're like, oh, you're here to see Tim Butcher? He goes, yeah, why? And they're like, they're like, hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> they're like, what? And they're like, is he a priest? And he's like, what? And, they're, and he, she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it might have been a he. And they're like, is he a priest? He's like, no. And they're like, well, because so many different types of people are coming to see him. Yeah. So we, we feel that he might be someone of that stature. And it just made me realize, just like you said, like, oh, he 
had so many people that he touched and friends with and whatever that I'm like, you know, it's people with face tattoos and people who look clean cut, you know, and, you know, whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, you're right. Like it just wasn't one faction of life, like our people that he reached out to or that he touched. And, uh, and then also right after he passed, there was a Korean uh, benefit show. Of, wow. Of all these bands. In that, Korea. Dude. And it was, bef- wow. it was before we even had one in, uh, before they set one up here in California. And they had one in Oakland and LA. If I'm oh my God. Right? Was, I, I drove up for the Oakland one. It was, it was, it was hard because, you know, watching, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But just the fact that someone has a memorial show in Korea. Dude, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't wow. believe it. I mean, I, I can believe it because it happened, you know, but again, that's a telltale sign of what, you that's know. That's wild. That's one of the craziest things I've yeah, heard. Yeah. So, and I remember there was like a little cutout, like in a newspaper or something. I remember there was like a flyer that I I saw and they were like yeah look and it was like a more recent photo of him also this is another thing um the last time i saw him uh he had blonde hair and in honor of him i bleached my hair for like a full year because it's just it's a mechanism to yeah. to honor and remember somebody and i remember thinking like you know what the things that we do for the loved ones that are here yeah. is also the same that we do when, when they're not here and it doesn't stop yeah so what does that mean it's forever because there's a period where they're here and they're not. And when they're not here, you're still going to honor and remember them. And it just, like, and it I, I goes back to what I wanted to touch on. Like, the Tim Butcher, Wayne, the Sammy Winston shirt. I love Luis. I love Trash Talk. I love Lee. I love what they do. And them, him wearing that shirt breeded Luis, Sammy Winston, breeded Tim Butcher, Lee, Luis. That breeded me. One day, Luis, knock on wood, and you know when they when I'm hopefully I get to be sixty, and then they're gone, because they're like kind of you know what I mean. And then they were breeded by that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna talk about it, sure, or it's gonna be in my whatever I do in a band I do, sure, and it's gonna be you know what I mean. And that's like, and that just will, and and then hopefully, someday I'll meet someone, right? And it went from Sammy, Tim, Lee, Luis. Me, you know what I mean, and yeah. I, I'm just I'm just grateful and excited that even if if like you know like Luis and Lee, all these dudes are they're older than me. I'm not kicking with them like they're my friends, but I'm just stoked that I'm like you fucking told me this. You know what I mean? Like right. I was like one way or another you saw something in me, and I'm just honored that I you sat down with me at one point or another in my life and you told me these stories and you told me about them. Even right. or even if I would go and ask people like you, I'm just fucking stoked that like I'm like oh I. Like I was sat down And told by the people Right, you know right. I mean? That's just that's, that's I mean I can't ask for more I mean the, 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 the I mean it shouldn't I mean it's A common thing But you might also Be that individual For somebody Someone else Yeah You don't know though Yeah We don't know But I think that That's why Living in the present Right Like just Soaking it all in man Like remembering Like nah yeah. Like this shit sucked And this was great And this yeah. you know, And I I remembered how to You know Learn this or whatever And it all goes back To being passionate right because we can all watch a youtube into t- tutorial on how to change a tire right we could all learn the techniques of how to do things but just because you know how to change a tire doesn't mean you're a mechanic yeah. mechanics love doing that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sure the pay is great but that's what they love right? yeah, yeah so same thing you know like you may learn how to do zines or or do a podcast or whatever or buy equipment or whatever but it's not preventing you because you don't have all that mm. to do from what you're doing yeah every zine that i've ever made is always made on a free word program free whatever editing pro- i've never i don't have photoshop i've never used photoshop I don't know how to do any of that. I'm fucking 40, you know, something years old. I don't know how to fucking do that. But I know that I want to put the 
showcase and put together. None of my zines have words because I want the photos just to speak for themselves. So uh, that's why, uh, I mean, my shit probably doesn't look as good as everyone else's, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm just doing it because I I want people to, to know if they ask, you could do it. Hey, and yours, and yours probably speaks... I haven't seen it, so, but yours probably speaks louder than anyone. <laughs> I think there's something, again, there's something, uh, uh, you know, cherishable, if that's the word, to something that's made by someone one-on-one. I'll never... I'll, I know for a fact, I'll never be able to own a piece of Jean-Michel Basquiat's art. I never will. That's okay. But if I did, and I could touch it, and I can hold it, and I can have it, like, and I know, like, this motherfucker did this... You know? Yeah. So I think that that's why we need to, whatever personal items you have, your, your interview or, you know, or your discussion, you know, you're going to cherish that. Why? Because it's something that you created and something that you captured and whatever. And, you know, like I said, it's not about being the best. It's just being proud of the shit that you put out because you're passionate about it. You know, I mean, I, I'll be honest, dude, I fucking love Luis with all my heart, like straight up. Like he's like, you know, I view him as like a brother. He's a, he's a, oh yeah, sorry. But I, but like I said, even though I don't see him every day and I, you know, we don't talk as often as we do, but when we do, it's open arms. It's great. Like, Hey dude, you look great. You know, how you doing? And it's just the crossing the paths in life that, uh, on the journey, because uh, it's already been 20 years. It's going to go for another 20, you know, et cetera. And, uh, you know, people like that, like I said, I saw Lee re- not that long ago at, uh, uh, Pizza Nista place was fucking packed there's all kinds of people he saw me my girlfriend goes oh is that Lee and I went over we did a fist bump and he was like yo it's great seeing you and he's like I gotta bounce and sometimes that's you know keep it 100 right like sometimes you know on, on that path of things you don't always need to like hey let's go to Whole Foods and grab food and chill and whatever it's just you know passing by yeah that's yeah yeah that's it where do you want to keep going with uh, you know what you want to do like, is it just the podcast? Is it? Other I want to have a band. Cool. I just, it's hard to keep it all. You know, there's not a lot of people who play. You know, I. I there's, not, there's not enough drummers. There's not enough, right now. Hardcore is the biggest it's ever been, and it's cool. But um, like, like twenty percent, ten, twenty percent are actually playing instruments and involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eighty percent they're just playing up to the shows, and I'm for the and no diss. A lot of my homies are new new to hardcore, and I love them, but. Dude, I don't know. I, I, I want to sing in a band. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to. I want to find a band. Sure. Or at least play guitar. And in LA, because everybody like, there's all the people that I know from other areas. But you know, I want to start a band in LA. We, we should talk about that. How LA proper is where you live. Yeah. It's not the outskirts of anything. You know, because a lot of people. Because I do remember that in like in the later 90s people were like LA Hardcore and I'm like dude you're fucking from Ventura like you know or you know it's because they want to be able to latch onto that like you know I I remember you know the Make Move guys were all like just booking shows at the most random places I I said I saw 25 to Life in a fucking strip club and I was like I was like why here and they're like because this is what we have you know we don't have the availability of like you know all these open venues or whatever and I'm like that's not stopping you like that made me be like yo they're they want to fucking riff and jam and you know book you know as many bands as they want so it's like i get it you know uh, i should also point out that aldo is one of the biggest supporters of any of the projects that i've ever done musically 
And he's another one that's like playing drums, guitar, whatever. I mean, he basically makes every hat that I wear. Like, you know, and he's also signing, you know, uh, putting out new tapes. I mean, that's another moment. I'll do do a shout out to all the dude. He's another one that's like just fucking running the gamut. And it's like, and it looks so, you know, he's doing the the Mission City photography, uh, the photo booths and all that and whatever. It's like, he's, he's, he's really, really in it, but not limited to just being, I'm the singer. Yeah. Or I'm just doing yeah. the label or whatever. It's a, that's another person that's like legitimately straight up. I'm just like, I'm over here complaining about there's not enough hours in a day. I yeah. don't know how you do it. You yeah. know, working full time and in a, in a relationship and doing all this other stuff. And it's like, some people just have that, yeah. right? You know, and that's commendable. That's respectable. Yeah. You know? Even if I, you know, yeah, it's it's sick, dude. There's, there's a lot of things I'm gonna do that I'm I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna be in a band at some point, and I'm gonna tour sure. as much as I fucking can. But you know, like. I'm fucking poor You know what I mean And don't get me wrong That's not stopping me That's never gonna stop no, me No no never no gonna stop No me. I understand that though but, Yeah but But you're gonna have more Of a hurdle Than someone else Who has the ability Who you know To This pod- I do this podcast I go on tour I help my friends I drive to Oxnard To help my friends Cause I have more friends In Oxnard Cause there's More of a younger scene Over there Yeah And that's where Like you know Isn't I- it crazy though Like it's like It pops off Oxnard? Yeah. Oxnard is the brotherhood of city, and I asked Taylor, and you tell your young one time told me, and he says, Oxnard's always been like that. I'm like, okay, now I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ox- like over there, that's where all my friends are at. That's where, like, like the people, the hardcore kids that I could just hang out with are more over there. Sure. There's not a, really any in L.A. that I could hang out like that. You know what sure. I mean? And, yeah, like, like I said, I, I, I'm, a, I'm happy that I'm involved, and I'm happy that I'm learning. I'm doing this podcast. But, I mean, there's still a lot, to, there's still a lot for me to come. I'm just... Just, just, I'm also trying to work and trying to do like coffee and trying to do like, you know, like, uh, like my life shit. You know what I mean? That like, I'm trying to like make money and not in a fucking like breaking my back. Right. You know what I mean? So like, right. I'm doing something. I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, yeah. But we, we, we were talking about in the car how like there's two, you know, there's book smarts, and there's street smarts, right? And then we also discussed well on this podcast that you know the story of hardcore punk or whatever. It's only forty some odd years old and it's still being written. Podcast was not a thing ten years ago. Yeah. You know, so, so forth and so forth. Like, there wasn't as many photographers at shows ten years ago, or whatever. Like, it's just there just isn't. You know, there wasn't that many people. Uh, YouTube wasn't even really a thing fifteen years ago, or whatever. So, th- there's so many things now that are like people can do, and it's like you know whatever you're trying today, whatever you learn, might be something that you're gonna apply five years from now, or three years from now, or whatever. And I think that that's what is the street smarts is you're willing to take more on as opposed to just you know that that is the Luises that is the the Aldos that you know that's everyone else that's just like yeah dude like I you know I sang in a band that that's ran its course for me and it might be something else you know maybe you want to sign bands maybe you want to tour manage bands I don't know maybe you want to start booking bands maybe you don't want to do anything with bands at all maybe you just want to go on and do something else you know Uh, but I I agree with you and you know not to sound like a dad but (laughs) I definitely think that you know it's 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 definitely tough there's no reason to sugarcoat that being limited in Come is hard to get things off the ground but if there's any encouragement it's that uh the the world around you the, the ones that support you will be there to support you no matter what yeah and i'm and i'm like uh like i'm like uh, i i couldn't pay my fucking rent you know what i mean like yeah I'm that's like, tough that's real though no yeah i went on tour came back started working two jobs you know what I mean? Still, like I, I, after I came back, started working two jobs. Somehow went to four shows in a, in a row. Mm-hmm. Went to Pioneer Town, went to the Valley, went to LA, went to Oxnard, all in four days in a row. Came back. Sadly, sponsor passed away. Went to the memorial. 
went to the boardwalk, went to San Diego yesterday. Still, I'm like, I'm not like somehow. I'm like, I told him, I was like, I, I'm gonna pick the rent late. Came home. I mean, and but I'm like, like, but then I was like, and then all that matters is like, oh, I want to go see Fern and like learn about Tim Butcher. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? And so and like, it's like, I don't know. Like the way I see it, I'm like. Like, the, the way I see it from my perspective is there's hurdles and you're just going over them. Yeah. You're not letting it stop you. Yeah. And you shouldn't let it stop you. Yeah, it fucking sucks that yeah, you yeah. might get a late start on the race, but the point is that you're going to finish the race, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you're like, fuck, dude, I'm going to be late on this, whatever, but, eh, I mean, you're going to you're gonna finish it. Yeah, you're, yeah. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you're going to have another hurdle and another one and another one. And I learned from streetwear, from working with Sponto, a lot of people want to be me. And it's like, not to be cocky, but not, not specifically me, Ricky, but where I come from. A sure. lot of people wish they were from LA. Like, no dish. But like, there's like people out there where I'm like, I'm Mexican. And I'm like, but we're not the same. So don't come up to me. Like, let alone, like, let alone, I know you're lying just because you have to, like, you're coming as like, you want my acceptance. And be we're not the same. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you, you don't, maybe you are. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know what I mean? But we're not the same. And right. don't come and don't come looking for me like who you could. I know I'm I'm Mexican through through. I'm born in Mexico, working and living as you know as someone who doesn't have social security. You know what I mean? Like if I should have said it, whatever. But you know what I mean? But like, you know what I mean? It's like and you you and at the end of the day, I know you come up to me you're looking for acceptance and you're not gonna get it. You know what I mean? And you're right. not me. You know what I mean? And you could go on your whole life wishing you were from LA, wishing you were Mexican, wishing you were a hardcore kid. You know what I mean? And you know, like, but you're not. You know what I mean? And that's fine. You know what I mean? No diss to anyone who, who's who's done that to me. But I'm like, it's just I guess don't come looking for acceptance from me. We're not the same. Right, right. And yeah. that, but that goes back to you could sniff out. Yeah, you could teach anyone how to dress, how to talk, how to you know whatever, how to eat, whatever. Like you could, you could, they could learn through and through what's gonna make them you, but it's not you. Yeah, it's they're just being a copy of you. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what I'm. Uh, we earlier on we were saying how um, you know you know the, the rocker who's the the, the typical drug uh, overdose and alcohol and whatever in every scene whether it's dance or ska or punk or metal or whatever, there's always going to be those problems. There's always going to be those problems, right? But uh, there's also going to be people who are going to dip in and they're going to dip right out. You can call them whatever you want, culture vultures, whatever. They want to profit off of it or whatever. They want to make a, a, a barcode version of that. Yeah. But you know, because yeah. since you're in the thick of it and you live that shit, and you know what it's like of what to say, what to not to say, what to wear, what to not to wear, etc. Uh, you don't need to flip it for an acceptance because your acceptance is more important than getting theirs. Yeah. Right? I mean, we noticed that. That's why me, that's why I don't claim L.A. I've lived here for 11 years, but I'm, I, don't, I don't claim L.A. I live in fucking Glendale. It's, yeah. That's not, you know, L.A. It's just part of the, the grand scheme of what Los Angeles is. I'm from the IE, dude. You know, we got fucking bakers out there. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think sometimes people just need to be fit in, get in where they fit in. And that's okay. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Just know, like, you, you can't try and flip it and be authentic when everyone else will know. Yeah, dude, that's cringy, bro. And, and and there's people who like don't who just won't like who will keep talking, talking, be like, I am. I'm like, we all see it. Like, and it's right. just like, and don't get me wrong. At some point, in like a year ago, six months ago, I'd have been like, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that person. I'm like, 
you're you're gonna stay there, and I'm, I'm gonna keep going up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna keep whether it's not about making money or it's not being famous. I'm gonna keep living. I'm gonna keep the things I love is gonna keep bringing me happiness, and you're gonna keep trying to faking it. Correct. Yeah. That that's ends up being passionate. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I don't have any tattoos. I I'm straight as fuck. Whatever. Like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm over forty. Like, why do you have tattoos? I just I don't know. I just never ink or like needles. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I just never really thought of getting one. That's crazy. Or getting I, any. I have too many tattoos. Oh, do you? I have too many. I have way too many tattoos for my age. Like, <laughs> that's I have like a trash talk tattoo, X tattoo. Oh, that's so so. I have only bad tattoos. So, oh, yeah. oh, this is music related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're wholeheartedly showing what you're passionate, yeah. what you're into. You know. And then uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just I'm more. I'm comfortable just being who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. You're you're you're. Uh, you're an encyclopedia. You know what I mean, like, dude. I mean, I, I, you know, when I when when I got into punk, you know, I was like, oh yeah, dude. Like, I you know, I would I would I would see Union Thirteen, and I was just like, dude, I'm fucking from the IE, dude. I don't know what any of this is, like, you know what I mean? But then I had to learn that, like, oh, East Los Presents, like, oh, this is like some deep LA shit, you know, like. You know, I, I I can enjoy it, I can appreciate it, but I'm like I can't pretend yeah, yeah. that that's me. You know, just because I listen to it, uh, th- and that shows integrity for yourself that just, that you're like I'm, like I am who I am. You know what I mean? Like, and instead of spending your whole life just, you know what I mean, just like trying to be someone when everyone can see it and you know, but you trying to keep on faking it. You know what I mean, like, all my all I have a good, I have a good. Uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of friends who are very, very talented photographers. And uh, I'm truly inspired by a lot of what they do because I don't know anything about iOS settings. I don't know anything about Aperture. I don't know anything of that. I I just fucking grabbed a camera and I just started photographing things of events that I like to do. And and I see that they took technique and they also used it and applied it to their passion. And that's where I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, like they're used. So I asked them, Hey, how did you do this? How did you do that? And it's, I'm not embarrassed. They're hell of a lot younger than me, but they also got that young tenacity to like continue doing it. And that to me is inspiring. So it, it's not limited. I, 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 dude, I fucking, I fucking hate old hardcore dudes, man. They all, all they want to talk about is, you know, seeing old bands. I'm like, dude, I saw Warzone. It's sick. Dude. You saw Warzone? Yeah. When? Uh, 95. At the showcase. Wow, what? Yeah. I went for Strife. I went to go see Strife because they were like the current band at the time. Wow. Like pretty, like pretty big. And That's uh, crazy. And then there was like a New York, there was like all these, that was my first realization of like, oh, hardcore isn't just baggy pants and like big t-shirts and puka shells. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like these other dudes who are wearing like combat boots and like flight jackets. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. You know, like that was not what I was used to. So that to me was like, oh, I mean, I love Agnostic Front and whatever, but, like, this is what New York hardcore is in 95. Yeah. It's a little different, right? So, uh, but again, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm lucky to have been there. I could share it with you on the experience. But then again, what your experiences are today are what people are going to ask you about five years from now, ten years they'll from now. They'll be like, well, I was draining the Belasco. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yo, how did that shit pop off? How was Tsunamis playing a rapid skate, a rapid skate shot? Dude, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. Like, those are, live in the present, you know? I, I'm not, again, it's not about, you know, you should be sober and blah, 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 and take it all in, and you should photograph every event. No. You take it in how you take it in, yeah. and then share people. But take it in. And tell them, like, yeah. yo, straight up, I was fucking 
fucking scared. Like there was bikers who showed up and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. like, yeah, that's part of the experience. Like, you know, I, and a lot of people my age, like all they, all they want to talk about is like, yeah, this is the craziest shows ever. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty pro- fucking crazy. But uh, the most important thing when it comes to hardcore punk is today. Because the people who gave up, they, they moved on with their life. Yeah. But the people who are keeping healthy today, booking bands, starting bands, taking photos, doing podcasts, whatever it is, that's, the, that's most important because there's always going to be 16-year-olds who are discovering, you know, whatever it is. And they're going to roll that into, they're going to turn 18, 19, 20, you know, whatever. So today is always going to be the most important thing. And I say that as someone who's been in hardcore since the 90s you saw Warzone that's crazy <laughs> like that's why I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, like like actually sat down and be like oh you saw Warzone I, I met one person who saw Joy Division and I punished the fuck out of this guy I was like yo tell me what it was like and blah blah and he was like oh mate blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> you know and I was just like and I remember thinking like fuck that's insane and yeah I've been lucky to have seen some some cool shit but I mean but like I said like I don't mind talking about all that like I don't but I don't want to live in the past I don't yeah. only wear Warzone yeah, shirts, yeah, yeah. you know, like I don't, you know. You I, saw Warzone, but you're also seeing Drain. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's fucking crazy. Like, there's, there's so. I'm mean, also. I should say, like, it shouldn't be spicy to say I don't like certain bands. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be. Yeah. No one's saying you gotta like, you know, suck the dick of every band that comes out. Yeah. Because the ones, the ones that stand out, they stand out for a reason because yeah. they're not a carbon copy of what you think. There's a bunch of, you know. Uh, you know, I think that that's why Mind Force, Dead Heat, all those bands, like they have riffs, like they're shredding, you know, take offense, like they're shredding, you know, and for a long time, a lot of bands weren't shredding, you know, and so it's cool, you know, like that, that got introduced and again, you're like, oh, what, what, you know, Cryptic Slaughter and all these other bands, like, you know what I mean? Power Violence as well, you know, like it's not just Infest, there's no comment and Crossed Out and all that. Yeah, dude, I mean, all that shit and they're taggers, like, you know, they had crazy hand style. Like, you know what I mean? So, it again, that's what makes it unique. The right? Tigers, they just want to kick it. You know what I mean? Like, they're not out there, like, you know, being tough. Like, they just want to, like, eat fucking Chinese food and, like, I watch was, kung fu movies. I was just telling a buddy, uh, my, my buddy Alvin earlier, because uh, he's from La Puente, and we always make jokes about how, like, uh, La Puente, because I grew up in Covina, so La Puente, I had a girlfriend that went to Bishop Lamont. It's a private school in La, La Puente. But I was always scared to go over there because I was like, I know... Like, I don't belong here. Like, this is rough, you know? Like, and I told him, I was like, but I had this one friend. She was like a ska rude girl and just normal ska girl. And I ran into her at Dystopia and she was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, "Uh, I came to see the band. And I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, "Uh, I came to see the band. And I just, it made me realize she's a ska kid. And I was, I don't know what the fuck I was. I wasn't really hardcore, but I was like, oh, we go to do these things that we like. We're not limited to just the scenes that we're into. Uh, You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, I think like, you know, it's okay to be into hip hop and whatever. And you don't necessarily need to look the part. You don't need to be, you could be a hardcore kid and you don't need to have whatever the uniform is. You know, if you like Jordan ones, wear them. If you don't, don't wear them. You know what I mean? Like, if you like, you know, and I think that that's, dude, it's crazy that you mentioned about that Chaka thing because I, so, I bought the Chaka shirt. I bought both of them. There was a 
born and raised chocolate shirt. I bought them both. Oh, we got to... Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. My phone's about to die. That's okay, it, yeah, okay. yeah. So I bought both, and I wore them, and, and I remember someone, like, tried to, like, do, like, three, like, name three songs on me. He was yeah. like, oh, you know who that is? And I was like, yo, dude, I'm not trying to prove to you that I fucking know who Chaka is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just, like, not. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I get it. I don't look like I would know what the fuck that is. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, it's cool. You know, you yeah. just, you just, you just kind of... Just move on It's fine dude So Anyway We could wrap it up It's cool We'll do a part two Because yeah, my phone cool. My phone like died It's gonna die How long did it go? It went an hour 40 Jesus uh, I haven't done a long one in a while yeah. Straight up I, I'm a yapping motherfucker dude No that was sick uh, Anything else you wanna say? Uh, no, just Honestly Not to sound like a dad Just be in the present Because Anything Any emotions you go through Whether it's depression Or it's you know Addiction or whatever Like Be present be present because that's going to motivate you to make any changes that you think you need to have in your life. That's it. You know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to go to grief. I'm dealing with a lot of grief right now. I've had, you know, there's a lot of people passing away and stuff like that. And I lost my father and it was tough and it was unexpected, but you can get through it. And the hurting, it's a real thing, man. I know some people who, you know, can't survive without the loss of their loved one or their parents or you know whatever i'm i'm spoiled dude i i grew up with four other brothers i have two parents you know like lived in a nice home like you know i never got in too much trouble like you know uh yeah i'm totally blessed like i'm totally privileged but that's why i'm so thankful for just to be in the present of whatever it is that's going on you know, I love my girlfriend. We've been together for almost seven years now. And uh, I love my job. I work for Golden Voice. Like, you know, I'm happy, you know. But I also understand that if people are going through it, they don't have it that well, I'm sympathetic to it. And I'm just like, oh, I get it, dude. You know, that's why I, I never try to be high and mighty and be like, you know, snap out of it. Life's not, and I'm like, you don't know what it's like. I was talking about this with someone else the other day. I was like, there's people who don't know where their next meal is going to be. And they've learned how to survive. Yeah. There's people who don't know where they're going to sleep. They've learned how to survive. They, people don't know how they're going to pay their bills. They only got a fucking car. They don't know. But they, they make it happen. That's, that's true grit and survival. Not just moving here from another state and just being like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to eat yeah. bologna sandwiches every day. It's like, motherfucker, no, man. It's not, not, that, it's not like that, dude. It's a rude awakening for a lot of people. And I'm just, that's why I'm like, be thankful for what you have, even if it's not much. It's probably more than the next person, though.